0: Good evening, everyone. This is Paul. Um, I want to start with thanking God because this is our 142nd Lifeline Week. I also want to thank Pastor for providing this foundation for all of us and for providing the wonderful opportunity for me to speak on my gratitude and faith. And to all of you, um, so I don't forget, I want to say God bless you. And I pray that your shelter is safe, your health is well, and your table is full. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So the lesson for today is where faith has taken me. Let's begin with Job chapter 1, verse 1. He was a man in the land of Uz. His name was Job. He was blameless and upright one who truly feared God. He turned away from evil. He made God very happy with who he was, but the devil did not like that. He told God, if a disaster came to Job, how quickly do you think he will turn on you? God looked at the devil and smiled and said, he will not turn on me. Now this is not what's, in verbatim in the Bible, but I'm just paraphrasing. So anyway, so God told him, this is not Job. He won't do that. So the devil said, I'll show you. And God agreed, but he told him, don't kill Job. So Job had everything. He had a nice home. He had a beautiful wife, gorgeous but she was gorgeous on the outside and they were very very fruitful because they had 7 boys and 3 girls they had all kinds of animals however what she did not know was the devil was going to touch him his children died and his house burned down and he just he could not take that so his wife told him do you still love god Why don't you curse God now? But Job refused. She tried tempting him every which way she could. She was like Eve trying to tempt Adam with the apple. But Job feared God, he loved him. Then the devil took his wife, and he was distraught. He he lost everything his home, his family, his animals. It was all gone. But Job's faith was shaken, but his faith never left him, nor did he ever curse God. So what I want to say to you, Freedom, all of you, keep a positive attitude. You see, when we are tested, that's when God is watching what we do. So let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of strength, love, and sound mind. So I'm going to reflect on me now. A good number of you know, know me personally. You know what I've been through. You know when I walked in freedom, um, Thanksgiving, um, during, in 2008, during Thanksgiving. And I was there to stay. That was my home. Freedom strengthened me, and I was given knowledge through Pastor Smith, and I'll be forever grateful. Throughout my whole physical circumstances, as you guys know, I have been struck with a disease that I can't use my arms. I can't use my legs well, but I still have my mind, and I still have my spirit. That no one's going to take from me. I promise you that. Throughout my physical circumstances and all that has happened to me, you know, I've never questioned God. I've never have. I've always kept my faith and my strength and my courage. That's because I have strong faith in my, in my father. With my physical challenges, I've always lived by the second Corinthians, chapter five, verse seven, which reads, walk by faith and not by sight let me tell you freedom i promise you every step that i take that i'm here alone i walk by faith i have fallen i've had hurt myself but i'm not scared i have faith that i will keep on so let's go to the story of joseph he had seven bro- he had seven brothers seven which none of them liked him. In fact, they despised him. You can call it jealousy. You can call it shameful. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But they did not like him. So let me insert myself into this story so that you know a little bit about me, of why I am the way that I am, and why that I have faith, and why you should have faith. I grew up on public aid. I had a violent alcoholic mother. I had seven brothers and one sister and six different fathers. We had our lights, our gas, our phone turned off. We went hungry for many days. I wore dirty clothes to school. I even wore my brother's clothes at the beginning of the year. And I wore their shoes. And because my feet was smaller, because I was much younger, my mother used to put like three or four socks on me just so that I could walk in my brother's pair of shoes. But I never lost faith. I was still praying. You know why? Because my sister and I would sneak off and go to church and pray. We would jump on the bus. And we would go about probably 10 miles to this church to pray. And we were only 11 and 12. My mother didn't know because she was too busy drinking. And my brothers didn't care because they were doing the same pretty much. I prayed that these beatings would stop because I would always be getting hit. Some of you know, you've seen me. I've got scars on my head. I got the one scar on my face that I call the Frankenstein scar that's for my head coming down of my forehead. But at a very young age as a teenager, I still kept praying. But you know what, Freedom? I was a young teenager at this time. And I met this woman, this older woman. She had two kids and an ex-husband. Her name was Ida, just so that you know. She and I were together for about a year, and she ended up pregnant. Man, my family wasn't happy at all, I'll tell you. My mother was furious. You see, because we're Mexican. We're Mexican, who was born here, our grandparents, my uh, grandparents, grandparents. We were all born here. And my mother didn't want a Puerto Rican baby. So she told me, You better get rid of that kid. I don't care what you do, or I'll get rid of it for you. And Ida and I, we just, we could not believe what we were hearing. But she knew who my mother was. And my sister and, and my mother went to Ida and Mai's place to threaten her to get rid of that baby. I was mad, and I told my mom, I said, you know what? I will never give you another child the rest of my life. I promise you, you will never have a grandchild for me, ever. And I never gave, given her another child, grandchild at all. I decided since I didn't have support from my family and I didn't see that I was going anywhere, I was playing with my son. I had a boy, by the way. I had a son. I was playing with him on the bed and I looked at him and for some reason I said, I can't do this with him. I can't give him the life that I had, of having nothing. I'm a young teenager, in high school. What am I going to do? So right after the Marine Corps, I, uh, right after the high school, I went to the Marine Corps to better my life and my my son's life. I named him Stephen, Stephen Joseph. I was with him for six months. I was gonna change our lives. But you see, when I was in the Marine Corps, in boot camp and then training, Ida had other plans. She ended up with some guy that I didn't even know that she planned on leaving me when I was stationed out of Chicago. And she ended up with this drug dealer. Well, Ida ended up having five kids. She had two more boys after my son. So she had the two boys before mine and then the two after. And the guy she ended up with, come to find out, he was a big drug dealer. And Ida, the mother of my son, ended up becoming a heroin addict. And a drinker. So when I finally found Ida, because when I would come on leave, I only had a short period of time. when I finally found her, all the kids were taken away. And she told me, Hector and Angel was with my mother because she wants the Puerto Rican kids. She doesn't want a Mexican kid or the other two white kids. And I knew she was high. And she said, by the way, your son is adopted. I don't know where he is. He's gone. So I had to go back to the military. So I left. But my faith brought me this far. God bless me. You see, he gave me a new life just like he did with Job. Just like he did with Joseph. I came out of the Marine Corps. I literally was walking down the street, and this lady come out of the office, and she said, can I speak with you? And I said, yeah, sure. And I walked into the office, and she said, we're a finance company, and her boss was there. We're the largest finance company in North America, and we're looking for someone. And we see you walking by some days. We're wondering, would you like to apply? And I said, sure. Well, time has rolled, and I ended up becoming one of their most successful branch managers. Out of 8,000 employees, I was ranked number eight. So I was doing really well. Through all of that, none of it means as much as the phone call I receive on New Year's Day 2020. And I hope that you guys all listen to me what I'm saying. The call started with, hi. And I said, hello, who is this? And he said, is this Paul Solomon? And I said, who is this? And he said, please don't hang up. This is Stephen, your son. So my my son found me. He, he found me. At that second, I said, I'm not Paul," and I hung up the phone. And not only 10 seconds passed. What ran through my mind was Jesus telling them, About the crow, the chicken was going to crow, or however you say it, three times. And you would deny me. And in those 10 seconds that I hung up, I said, I just denied Jesus. And I called my son right back. (sighs) I said, Stephen, this is Paul, your father. And he said, I know. And I said, I'm sorry that I denied you, but I can't do that. You found me, and there's nothing more than I want than to be with you, my son. Until this day from 2020, he and I are working on a relationship. You see, my faith has been shaken but I've never—it's never left me. And God has blessed me because my three brothers, who are left, because my mother died, my sister, my other brothers died. They all died. I got three brothers left, and it just so happened those three brothers. Two of them said to me, "You know, you're really not my brother. We're half brothers," and I was. I was taken back because we grew up in the same household, hungry, with no lights. We grew up as brothers. But I said to both of them, that's fine. You don't have to claim me now that I'm crippled. You don't have to claim me because I have nothing that I can do for you now. I see that you want to let me go, even though I haven't seen you in almost 10 to 15 years. Because I hadn't seen my brothers. So. With me having faith. In our Lord and Savior. That was from Psalms 46:1. Jesus. Is in God. God is in Jesus. And as Jesus. Is in us. So please remember, try not and do not deny another person because you're denying Jesus. Give them respect, gratitude. Try to help who you can and what you can do. I'm grateful for Pastor. I am grateful to him. And every household has a chapter. Freedom, every household has a chapter, and every member of that home has a story. As I pray in Jesus' name, one more thing. My son has given me a granddaughter, so I finally got a family. I finally got a family. Amen.